Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Catherine. We're the co-founders of Yo Massage, and you're listening to the Yo Massage Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make you feel good. The things that increase hormones to make us feel connected, happy, and loved, while decreasing hormones that contribute to stress and anxiety. The things that will ultimately improve our quality of life by making us happier and healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. We can't wait for you to feel the difference this podcast makes in your life. Today, we are going to be talking about nutrition. Just a reminder that our podcast is meant to be equal parts educational, entertaining, and inspirational, and it's not intended to be a substitution for professional mental health care. So I think we all know just intuitively or just from experience that when we eat crappy food, we're lethargic and we feel crappy. And when we eat healthy food, we feel energized and and digesting well. And Mm -hmm, exactly. And so we know like this is touted, like your doctor is always probably saying, make sure you're eating a balanced diet and teachers talk about it with students and it's all over the place. But really today, I think we're going to get into more of the why and how and how this actually impacts, I think, more of our mood than Mm -hmm. anything else. Yeah, I think it's really interesting there. I mean, like Tiffany said, I think it's something that's common sense that we know, but it's interesting to kind of look at the details and the studies and the types of food that we should be eating. I don't know if you saw this a lot, but it seems like big Mediterranean diet has has a is sponsoring all of these studies. <laughs> like, it made me feel like I just need to move to Greece. Yeah. Like, I should just go live in the Mediterranean and I'll be healthy. <laughs> yes, there's a lot on Mediterranean. Yeah, it's like every single article, it's like linked to the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think we talk about the book, The Blue Zones a lot, but that is one of the things that they looked at in the communities where there were the highest populations of, is it called centennials? Yes. People who lived to 100 100 or more. And they looked at the diet and a lot of times they found a Mediterranean diet or diets low in refined sugars and processed foods and high in vegetables, low in animal products and... Except fish. Yeah. Like... Fish seem to be part of the, the, the healthy diet, mm-hmm. right? And that was pretty fascinating for me as I was reading through this because I know as an integrative like practitioner how nutrition is important, but I don't think I really knew. Mm-hmm. Like looking at these studies and the impact that deficiencies in certain vitamins and minerals have on your mental health is pretty legit. Mm -hmm. And so I worked at this, the integrative trauma treatment center here in Portland. And they, I think last year they added a nutritionist onto their staff, which I was like, Oh, that's cool. That's great. But I wasn't really, I don't know. I think I really didn't understand the value. And I've even thought that with family members who suffer from depression, you know, okay, well, let's start eating better. That's Mm -hmm. something we should incorporate. But I really didn't understand why. And so I do want to talk about 
the why, because I think it really will make it hit home for people. So not only is there's this idea of free radicals. So basically, it's like the waste produced from your body, and you want to get rid of that waste in your body. And when you're deficient in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants that nourish your brain and protect it from these free radicals, you're not able to eliminate that waste and that can like damage your cells basically. And so that was one thing was the free radical waste piece. But the other is really, let me find these studies here. So multiple studies have found a correlation between a diet high in refined sugars and impaired brain function. Mm -hmm. Um, And worsening symptoms of mood disorders, specifically depression. Yeah. I want to read a quote from one of the articles that I read. So we talk a lot about serotonin. Serotonin helps to regulate sleep, appetite, mediate moods, and inhibit pain. And the quote from the article says that since about 95% of our serotonin is produced in our gastrointestinal tract, and our gastrointestinal tract is lined with with 100 million nerve cells or neurons, it makes sense that the inner workings of our digestive system don't just help digest food, but also guide our emotions. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And to kind of add on to that, another thing was that the consumption of diets low in carbohydrates tend to kind of predict depression because the production of serotonin and something called tryptophan, they both promote feelings of well-being and they're triggered by carbohydrate-rich foods. So the key there, the tricky part though, is there's a lot of different carbohydrate-rich foods. Some are good and some are not so good. The good Mm -hmm. ones are fruits and vegetables, right? Whole grains. But those have a low glycemic index, whereas like other foods like sugars, you know, sweets, Mm -hmm. those have a high glycemic index. And so basically the sweets that have the high glycemic index – they provide like temporary mood relief, which I was like, oh, that makes so much sense because, you know, when you're feeling sad Mm -hmm. or whatever, like you do, at least I do, I'm like, I want some ice cream or Mm -hmm. I want that. I want like bread and butter, you know, (laughs) or like if you're sad or even if you're just like not nourished, if you haven't eaten enough that day or eaten the right foods, I think a lot of us know that like if you're eating crap all day, you still want more food. That's because you have your body hasn't actually had any nutrition that day. Right. Right. And it the studies are show that it kind of goes both ways. So eating a diet high in refined sugars can leads to impaired brain function and worsening of symptoms such as mood disorders and depression. But it is, has also been chosen to cause mood disorders mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety not having proper nutrition, especially at a young age. Right, right. And that's probably, you know, there's some confounding factors there, obviously. Like Mm -hmm. if you're, if you don't have access to a basic need, there's probably a lot of other things going on in your life. So I'd be Mm -hmm. curious to read those studies. But certainly like there is real data and science behind getting certain nutrients and how it impacts you emotionally because of the hormones that are triggered by these certain nutrients. And so another one is proteins. So proteins help produce dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, as well as serotonin. 
And when you have a lack of either of those two things, it's associated with low mood and even aggression mm-hmm. in people. And uh, I wonder if that has to do like hangry, you know, being hang- mm-hmm. I am a serious hangry person. <laughs> And it usually is if I haven't eaten like all day, I'm probably lacking. Well, Mm -hmm. I am, not probably. I am lacking some of these basic things that my body needs and I become aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) I need, I need that food. But yeah, basically what I found is there is a ton of evidence out there showing that nutrition and depression are intricately linked. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no getting around that. And it is related to some of these basic things like carbohydrates and protein, but also vitamins and, Mm -hmm. and minerals. And so there are several studies that showed when people took supplements for those vitamins and minerals that their mood significantly improved. The specific one I'm looking at, it was over the course of a year and it was particularly associated with vitamin B2 and B6. And then for women, also B1 was really important. I don't really know what those are. <laughs> so I think it's it's really popular right now for supplement companies that are promoting all of their products. And I think that it's really important to actually get your levels checked. Mm, mm -hmm. And I think it's also important to work with like a naturopath because I've had like, you know, my whole life I've gotten my blood work done and with a normal doctor and they just send you the labs and you don't really hear, or at least my experience is like, they don't really sit down with you and like go over them. I don't know. They might send you an email and say like, Oh, looks like you're low in iron. Like yeah. maybe you're on your period or something. Like you iron. know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I recently, in the past couple of years, I went and saw a naturopath and did the test with her. And like she had another appointment set for me to like go over the labs and like mm. really in detail talk to me about like what supplements I need to take based on my labs and like what supplements she recommends for me to take based on where I live and and all of that. And I think that that's really important not to just like take supplements. Just to take them. Yeah, just because of marketing or, you know, because of a study or something. It's really important to actually get your levels checked because it can be dangerous to take things that you don't actually need mm-hmm. to. Yeah, so – Basically, she told like I was low in certain things that she told me to take, but then she was also just based on your age and your gender and where you live, like you should also be taking these things and then just be getting checked regularly. And I know that's a big luxury to have, you know, health insurance and access to a naturopath and stuff. So, but maybe if you don't have that, just ask your doctor, like, can you please go over these with me? Like, I'm really want to know what what I should be doing because mm-hmm. I know you got your levels tested. I did just recently and they only call if there's something that shows as like high or low and I did mm. actually have something that was high and they just said like come back in a couple weeks and get it rechecked but what's cool now I think with the electronic like healthcare stuff mm-hmm. is I got an email and it showed Every single thing that they checked, what the normal range is, what mm-hmm. my number was, and then it flagged it if it was like high yes. or low. So I really 
thought that was valuable, you know? And like, I went through and was like, okay, this is interesting. Like, where am I Mm -hmm. in the levels? Indulge in a transformative experience that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Each yoga massage session begins with a five-minute deep breathing ritual or a unique themed meditation that helps ground you in the present moment. You'll let your worries float away as you're guided through a series of restorative stretches while a yoga massage therapist provides therapeutic massage and guided meditation. Throughout the session, you'll move into a place of tranquility and relaxation. Visit yomassage.com to learn more about how to find a class or how to become a yoga massage practitioner. Well, something that my naturopath did with that was that she showed me those charts and she was like, this is normal range, but actually that's like a huge, yeah, it's not optimal. And it's, you're like right in that, which is bad. Like I want you to be interesting. And then, yeah, there, so there were a couple of them like that. And then there were a couple things that she tested that don't usually get tested, Mm. like different types of iron. I think that I was low on that doesn't usually get tested, but she tested those. And then I had another doctor like who was one of my, the people at my yoga studio was like, oh, make sure whenever they test your iron that you test this because that doesn't always get tested or something like that. So there's so many details. It does make it hard for people who don't have obviously have access to healthcare to I mean, it it makes it basically impossible. Yeah. And that affects mental health and Mm -hmm. that affects your work life and your personal life and your mental and physical health. Yeah, that's really interesting because I've always been of the mindset. I don't know. I, I read it somewhere and it just stuck that like if you take supplements, you're really it's just a big sort of like the pharmaceutical companies, right? Like the supplement companies, it's this big industry and you basically just pee it all out anyways. Like your body doesn't if it's really. too much. Yeah. And yeah. so like what's the point? And so I've really never taken supplements outside of when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. taking the prenatal vitamin. But sure I'm deficient in some Mm -hmm. things you know yeah because she did have me take things that I don't think she did tell me to take like an omega-3 which comes up a lot in these yes the omega-3 was a big thing that came up over and over again yeah and then she wanted me to take b12 because I'm vegetarian and then d because we live in In Portland where there's no sun there is there's just not sun. for like half the year yeah <laughs> <laughs> the other half there's a lot of sun <laughs> yeah yeah you know what's interesting is not only did it talk about depression and anxiety but it also talked about like ADD and ADHD mm. um and the impact diet has on that which I've heard that because my one of my sons has ADD and that was one of the things we really looked at was, okay, no food dyes, mm, you know, like yeah. looking at the refined sugars and seeing how that impacted. And I mean, you totally see a difference in kids' and behavior. autism too. I, yes. That didn't come up on my studies, but I just It did know come up for one of mine. That. Mm-hmm. Gluten for autism, I think is a big thing. Oh, okay. And I think like gluten and dairy for autism are helpful to take out hmm. of your diet. I feel like it's overwhelming. Yeah, totally. And it can cause anxiety thinking about all the things. But I think if you just are intuitive about it, just there's something called intuitive eating. And it's, I think, something that a lot of dietitians 
talk about. And it's basically just listening to your body, eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, and then just paying attention to how you feel when you eat certain foods and then eating a balanced diet of carbs, protein, and fats, you know, eating vegetables and whole grains and fruits and, you know, not eliminating everything bad from your diet, but just not eating too much of it and just noticing how it makes you feel. Like if you're eating cake all day, like you're not going to feel good. I know. I mean, have you had that where it's like you'll do like a binge day or something and just mm-hmm. feel like crap? Like yeah. I definitely do that. That's We were actually just talking the other day about baking. My daughter's mm-hmm. like her friend's mom bakes a lot and she was saying how much she you know liked it. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I guess I should bake more. But then I was like, no, I purposely don't bake because <laughs> if we bake something, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. And we all feel like crap, you know? Yeah, it's funny because I watched this. If anyone's interested in like the intuitive eating, there's a dietitian on YouTube called Abby Sharp that I really like. And she she's talked about that before where she's like, I can have as many sweets in the house as I want and like it doesn't affect me just because, you know, she has such a healthy relationship with food Mm. and like into it, like listens to her body. And I think that if you don't have access and even if you do have access to a naturopath who can go over all your labs and stuff with you, getting in tune with your body enough so your body can tell you like what it needs like yeah. does do you need more protein do you need more carbs like well being I, able to listen to your body in that way it also there's the addiction piece of it like mm-hmm. being addicted because your body especially with the refined sugars like with the high glycemic index yes. it says i mean these studies talk about it, it gives you an instant mood boost mm-hmm. and that means that those hormones that make you feel good start pumping and so and your body gets addicted. You want and, that. And your body wants it. Exactly. Because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, short term, yeah. you know, it makes you feel good short term. And then ultimately, it's not good for you. But it is, I think, really hard. I've noticed for myself when I've gone through really tough times, I either stop eating, like I can't, my stomach hurts, I like don't want to eat, or I just do the comfort food thing and Mm -hmm. it's really not good. And then I feel awful, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like one of the two, but it's really interesting culturally too. If you look at it, I know I bring Rwanda up a lot, but it's just because it's the the last international place I, I was and it, the diet is so different. And, Mm -hmm. um, when I went there, you know, a few things that you eat, it's not a huge variety and it's very like, basic, right? You're not having all these like processed, packaged, mm-hmm. you know, refined things that you're eating. It is pretty heavy in like starches. But anyways, and then I got food poisoning when I was there. And so I felt like I had this like, I don't know, almost like detox or like clean out. And then I came back and and the conversations there were like, they, they look at cheese and like lactose is super gross. You know, mm. it's like, Oh, how do you eat that? <laughs> you know? yeah. Like that's not so and and so when I came back, I was like, Oh yeah, like maybe I'm just gonna I feel like I have this new start. And you come back to the States and you look around and you're like, Holy cow, we eat A so much. Mm-hmm. Like our servings are huge. Mm-hmm. And B, there's just so much refined package processed processed food yeah and i think that yeah i mean i think americans just have such an unhealthy relationship with food because of 
like so many different reasons, but unhealthy relationship in general. And whenever a lot of different European and African countries, if they do eat sweets, it's like homemade and it's not from a package. And the portion is like reasonable. Like (laughs) they generally have like a more healthy relationship with sweets and food. And so it's interesting. I have some different foods that I wanted to talk about really quick. One is refined sugar. So blood sugar levels spike and drop, which leads to bursts of energy followed Mm. by lethargy and possible depression. Foods high in trans fat. These foods affect our mental health by causing inflammation that can prevent the production of omega-3 fatty acids that improve brain function. Mm. Caffeine too much can leave you feeling shaky and anxious. Everyone's different with caffeine, but I know you and I, well, maybe it's just that matcha drink from, <laughs> from Water Ave, but it's like every time we drink it, we're like shaking. Totally shaking. <laughs> Alcohol, the, the last one, I think that a lot of people, especially now, are mm. like drinking more. It And I think people typically know this, but it's a depressant. It increases anxiety symptoms and it also reduces the quality of sleep. Yes. It's big on sleep. Yeah. So yeah, the just some little ways that food can affect you. I think we all know and I think it is intuitive, but I think it we need to try to listen to our bodies more, mm-hmm. establish that mind-body connection in relation to to food and the types of food we're eating and and like trying not to get unhealthy about it too because like that's where it's like it can get too obsessive and the other way and then you just yes it's a cycle (laughs) a constant constant challenge yeah and then i just wanted to kind of put out there to i know like the no carb diets are pretty popular but Mm. i found it I mean, fascinating when I read about how carbs are what produce the hormones that make you feel good. Yeah. And so cutting them out altogether, like it's just the quality of the carb, right? So if it's the high glycemic index carb, that's probably not great. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to cut all carbs out completely, that may have an impact on your mood. Yeah, I recommend – that YouTube channel again, Abby Sharp. She's a dietitian, and definitely, if you're thinking about getting a nutritionist or a dietitian, definitely look into the differences between a nutritionist and a dietitian. Oh, yeah. Because what are there the is, well, a dietitian has a degree and whatever, like diet, dietitian, <laughs> dietetic, whatever. I, I'm not sure, but they have a four year degree, and then they have to go through like a residency, like internship, and then they have to take this exam to be like board certified. So it's like in the medical field. And then nutritionist is like, can range, like you could have a PhD in nutrition or Hmm. you could like take a nutritionist certificate online. Really? Yeah. So definitely look into like their qualifications Hmm. and like every country is different, but I think across the board, like dietitians are registered and then nutritionist is like something that you could get, you know, an online certificate for, or you could have a PhD in. Mm. So it really varies, but I think going more towards a dietitian is usually 
better. But definitely like she had YouTube is free and like she has a lot of really good tips. Like she reviews what other people eat and like talks about like people will do like what I eat in a day videos mm. on YouTube and she talks about like what is good about what they're eating and what's bad and like what's unhealthy, like what mindsets are unhealthy. Like she talks a lot about eating and mental health and mm-hmm. just how to eat a balanced diet and how to have a healthy relationship with food. So I would highly recommend it. Again, it's free and I know that this one in particular is something that it's hard to do if you don't have access to healthy foods, which yep. a lot of people don't have food, access to healthy deserts food. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And if you don't have access to good health care. Yeah. Yeah. This is a challenging one, but making good choices when and where you can is, yeah. I think, how you can kind of start to take control of this for yourself. Mm-hmm. In addition to the signature Yo Massage class, Yoma Massage offers other specialized experiences, such as energetic yoga massage. In an energetic yoga massage class, your practitioner will combine a traditional yoga massage session with our signature energy work ritual and a healing and transformative mind-body-soul experience. As you find rest and relaxation and restorative stretches and get lost in mind-opening meditations, your practitioner will provide an enlightening, energetic experience. You'll leave this session feeling a true sense of transformation and tranquility. For more information, visit yomassage.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen. To learn more about today's topic, check out yomassage.com backslash podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week.